we had to run a 200 meter and I like I walked most of it because I just I was so out of shape um and I didn't come like I I didn't come back to work out for like three weeks so back in January I a friend of mine from work she had this thing she called it 30 by 30 where she wanted to lose 30 pounds by the time she turned 30 and I remember thinking want to do that like I was turning 30 in July and so I set a goal welcome back to the building better people podcast this is your host Charlie Lima I'm excited to bring to you another amazing story from Crystal Pena who set a goal out to lose 30 pounds by the time she turned 30 do you think she made it well you got to listen so hope you enjoy and I hope you're inspired I'm Crystal Pena. I'm 30 years old. I just turned 30 a couple weeks ago. Um, I'm a middle school teacher. I have a six-year-old daughter, and I started doing CrossFit back in January. So how long have you been teaching? This will be my seventh year teaching. Wow, and you start next week? Yes, we go back next Wednesday. I've been going every day this week, though, to get some stuff together and get my classroom ready. And do you love being a teacher? I do. I do. I love it. I think that the Lord really called me to teach and to teach middle school kids. You know, they're, it's such an awkward age, and I really feel that I, it's the age that I need to teach. What do you love about teaching so much or teaching that age group? I feel that, you know, with social media these days and just everything these kids are um, just pressured into... I think it's just really important for them to have somebody else in their life to tell them that they are worth more than a comment on a picture or they're worth more than a test score because I just it's really important for me for them to know that they're infinitely more valuable than a test score. You know, I wouldn't even have thought of that in in your 30. I'm just a little bit older. I'm 35, but when I was in junior high, like Facebook didn't even exist. Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. even in college, it didn't. I didn't even participate, or there mm-hmm. wasn't really much of it going on. So now that's a whole other dimension. Yeah, I can't imagine growing up. So with every all of that. kid, most kids are they're active on social media and that and set in junior high. Very, and so you know, some kids will come in and they're just kind of down and like, well, somebody said something really mean about a picture, and I'm like, you know, it's just important for me to just be that a different person in their life to just tell them, you know, you're worth more than that. That's awesome. And so, you know, apart from teaching, I teach Spanish. So apart from teaching them Spanish, I feel it's more important for them to know how loved they are. Yeah. So do you, are you fluent? I am. Where are you from? Where's your family from? Are you from? So I'm from Dallas Uh and I grew up there. My parents are from Mexico. They're from two different places in Mexico, but um, they've been here since their teens. Like they've been here a long time. And so growing up... I spoke both languages, um, mostly Spanish at home, but it was broken Spanish, you know, like slang, I guess. Yeah. Um, I really learned it in high school. And uh, growing up, speaking Spanish was kind of like a stigma. Like people didn't really, I don't know, they, really, they weren't really receptive to you speaking Spanish in front of them. So I was kind of embarrassed to speak it. And then when I got to, to high school, it was my junior year. One of my teachers, just really the way she taught Spanish and the way that she um, incorporated the culture into the language, it really made me appreciate and love kind of where I come from, you know, where my uh, where my heritage is. And so I've since my junior year, 
I was like, I want to do that. I want to teach this language. I want to teach everything about like how many different cultures there are. I mean, there's 21 countries in the world that have Spanish as their like native language. And that's so many different cultures. And um, so, yeah, I would say that I learned it correctly in high school and then in college. I took a you bunch know, of... You it's, know, it's really interesting to hear you say that because my... So my family's from Guatemala, okay. mom and dad. Mm-hmm. And then I was born in Houston, but... Um, my older brother spoke, you know, Spanish. I mean, basically when I was born, that was all we spoke at home. And mm-hmm. I had to learn English when I went to school mm-hmm. or basically learned English at school. Yeah. Well, my little brother, he actually spoke Spanish really well. Mm-hmm. And then when he started in school, it was kind of what you just said. He just became more embarrassed mm-hmm. about even the fact that he knew Spanish. And and now to this day, I mean, he's he lives now in South America, but uh, working at oil and gas company. But he... That's what led him to not want to speak Spanish. So even in high school, he didn't speak any Spanish. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. and so I don't know. That's, I mean, I just find that interesting that that, that happened to you because I always mm-hmm. wondered why my little brother never kept Spanish in his, in his vocabulary because, I, you know, now yeah. it seems like it's such a valuable asset to know oh, two sure. languages. And it's I'm sure for practical. you teaching these kids, you know, mm-hmm. they do anything to have that base knowledge because they're having to learn it from scratch. Yeah. And it's really awesome. I got this message this summer. One of my students said she was in at the airport, airport in Houston, and she was able to help a family. They were trying to get to their gate, and they didn't speak very much English. And so just with her knowledge of Spanish 1, she was able to help them get to the correct gate and ask them where they were going. Um, and I was like, that's really neat. Like, so does your little girl speak Spanish? She doesn't. How old is she? <laughs> She's six. Um, so her dad doesn't speak Spanish. And so... Um, when he and I, so we're separated, but when he and I were still together, he, you know, it was really hard for me to speak Spanish because he didn't understand it. Um, and then, you know, when we split up and I moved away, I kind of started speaking more to her in Spanish, but she was already almost four. And even though she is still young, she can pick it up quite quickly. She doesn't like the way she sounds when she speaks it. Like she says that she sounds funny and and I think it's my fault because she said something and it was so cute. So I giggled and she thought I was making fun of her. And I was like, no, it just sounded so good. And so uh, she understands it way more than she speaks it. So because my parents, I tell my parents, speak to her in Spanish. Like I want her to know it. Yeah. So you yeah. you definitely want her oh, to for learn. Sure. Mm-hmm. Well, that's yeah. super interesting. You know, I never knew that about you, Crystal. And I know you actually started here with BCS Sitters. Yes. So that's kind of how you came mm-hmm. to the gym, you know. And for people that don't know, mm-hmm. we have a partnership with BCS Sitters and they provide childcare for all the uh, people who bring kiddos. And we offer childcare in the mid morning and then mid afternoon. Mm-hmm. One of the deals there is through BCS Sitters, you get a CrossFit membership because you're serving in the childcare. Yes. And so, how long ago did you start? So um, I remember back in December of 2016, Lindsay, who's the owner of BCS Sitters, she had posted something on her Facebook saying she needed, you know, volunteers in, in her, in the childcare. And then in turn, I could get a CrossFit membership. And I, I was already thinking about, I was a member at AeroFit, but I never went, like never. I was a member there for four years. And my friend, she actually did CrossFit to get ready for her wedding. And she was like, it's so fun. You know, it's really hardcore, but it's fun. And so by the time that Lindsay posted that, I was like, I want to try this. Like, I really, I need to, I need to go, I need to do something. Because I was like very, never went to the gym. My eating habits were horrid. 
like my daughter would ask me what are we ordering in tonight <laughs> like just um so i remember my first class i think was december 29th um and it was i came to the women's only class because i felt it would be less intimidating and blake was um coaching and i remember i was like dead <laughs> like, we had to run a 200 meter and i like i walked most of it because i just i was so out of shape um and i didn't come like i i didn't come back to work out for like three weeks i wow. i was working in the childcare, and then um i and i was like okay i'm gonna go to the gym and i would show up and i would leave guys i was so scared I'm, I'm, I'm in, very introverted, but I'm not shy, so it's kind of weird. But it was really intimidating to go somewhere where you don't know anybody. And plus the fact that I seriously, it took me like a week to recover from that first class. Um, so I finally was like, okay, I'm going to go up there and I'm going to make myself go in. And I did, and I think Matt was coaching, and it was a, the workout was like, you earned the next step of the workout. So if oh, you so did, it was one of the CrossFit Open workout, yeah, kind of like a four-minute. Yeah, so yep. if you did like a, a round in under three minutes, you could go on to the next round. Yes. Yeah, so I remember I made it to the second round, and then I, I didn't like I didn't do it under the allotted time, and, um, and I remember just I've always and I don't want this to sound conceited, but I've always been good at what I've like tried, and so. At, like being an adult and teaching has I've really have I've had to learn that it's okay not to be the best at something what's not okay is to give up what's not okay is to like give up and so even though I only made it like one round I remember I was like well I came like I still I didn't leave the parking lot like I had like before I came in and then after that class I started coming like three or four times a week um and I would remember I was I would be upset if I couldn't come. Like, dang it, I have a meeting or I have this and that, and I can't and I can't go to the gym. And I, where I, I was like, well, maybe I should come at five a.m. Yeah, that's. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how they do it. That's so I. That's amazing. But I require lots of coffee in the morning, and I just feel like I would probably throw up if I came at five a.m. <laughs> it is a you know, and it's funny because I it seems like everybody I interview mm -hmm. they refer to this five a.m. class like there's these just like incredible human what they are. Man. I mean, the five a.m. group is here early sometimes, you know, and they That's, get and mm -hmm. it's it becomes a just like any other class like mm -hmm. a little community inside of the, the bigger community, but they yeah. definitely grind it out. And first thing in the morning, I have to do weightlifting, gymnastics, running like that, hundred burpees or whatever oh, gosh, is programmed yeah. is tough. It's tough at any point yeah. of the day, but especially right yeah. when you roll out of bed. Especially, and then having to like go about your day afterwards. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> when you're pretty much knocked down, like you know, I don't know if you heard Dusty Lee and Jesse Lee's podcast, mm -hmm. but Dusty said he tried the 5 a.m. the first time, and he literally went home and crawled into his closet in a fetal <laughs> position and didn't come out for a few hours. His wife was like, "Are you going to be okay?" So. What you know, whenever I asked you to do this a couple weeks ago, was you posted something on Facebook, mm -hmm. and you know he had tagged College Station CrossFit, and it was talking about it was before and after pictures, mm -hmm. and you just kind of talked about just the results that you've seen, and the pictures you know were awesome. Mm -hmm. So obviously you've had a transformation, um, but I want to hear it from you, and I want to you know a lot of times when people post something on social media, which is 
which is great, right? But there's so much more there, yeah. you know? And I love, you know, especially mm-hmm. if I see something, I love to ask the person, okay, what was your thought process behind that? Or what, mm-hmm. what actually was going on? So tell me what, you know, what, what inspired you to post that? And give me a little bit more about what this last now mm-hmm. seven months has been like. So back in January, I, a friend of mine from work, she had this thing, she called it her 30 by 30, where she wanted to lose 30 pounds by the time she turned 30. And I remember thinking, I want to do that. Like, I was turning 30 in July, and so I set a goal. But really, it wasn't um, It wasn't really about the weight loss. It was more of, like, a lifestyle change. And so um, I did. I lost – well, I lost 27. So I, I came three pounds shy, which wow. um, is fine. Like, I, I'm still very, very pleased. But I remember – so I came to work out, but I was still eating terribly. And I remember one time I, um, we came to the gym and then I picked up my daughter from the childcare and she was asking for Chick-fil-A. So I remember I, we went, we went up there and I was like, I just worked this hard. I'm not going to just throw it away and get this food. Like I'm not, I can't do that. So I started meal prepping like every Sunday, started making my lunches to take to work, um, and then I would make, started cooking more. I'm not a cook. I don't. My mom is an amazing cook. And I just did not get that, um, that I don't know, that trait from her. And so I just, I, I don't cook. So it was, it was, yes, I came to the gym three or four times a week. But I also changed the way that I ate. And I never ate breakfast before. And now I, I, I have to eat breakfast. So what would you eat for breakfast? Um, well, before I never ate anything, but now I'll have oatmeal um, with banana or blueberries. Um, sometimes I'll just have a protein shake that I add some fruit to. Um, I like the like special K like almond cereal. I really like that, um, and it's still not like perfect. Sometimes I do like to have like a fried egg (laughs) like it's just good um mom makes that a lot so I went home in June for a few weeks and I mean she cooks I mean she cooks really good but it's not exactly the healthiest so well you went from eating nothing to finally starting to Mm -hmm. eat breakfast what else what are some other nutritional changes you made so for lunch I would um you know we only get about like 20 25 minutes to eat um, at school and sometimes not even that much because we just sometimes we work through lunch and so I would just just snack on like some chips or I would um, eat just crackers or something I never really had a full lunch and then I started um, like I said meal prepping and I would do um, like chicken breast and I did vegetables a lot with the chicken breast or I would make uh, burrito bowls with turkey um, turkey like ground turkey those are really good actually I was I put bell peppers in there and um, another thing that I would do is I would I would do grilled shrimp a lot and salmon and I tried kale I just I don't like it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I'm not going to force myself to eat something I don't like. So I just couldn't do it. I couldn't do the kale. But I do a lot of salmon. So what, you know, going from 
I guess before this, mm-hmm. so 2016, right, mm-hmm. and before, so the previous 29 years of your mm-hmm. life, in your adult life, and now having this complete 180 where you're meal prepping, you're mm-hmm. eating healthy foods, you're coming to a CrossFit gym in the heat, hottest part of the summer, <laughs> yeah. um, you know, where, so what, what for you, if you could give a step-by-step, like how this has organically become a habit or how this has become a new lifestyle for you like what was step one um well so back in high school i was i was in dance team i was i played tennis so i was very active i um was always either dancing or playing tennis or working out with within those two groups and so i was always in shape and then I went to college, and um, I'm not an Aggie. I'm a Red Raider. <laughs> I feel like I have to throw that in there. Um, so I went out there, and we won't hold it against you. I'm just kidding. I know. <laughs> uh, a I lot of it. people t- today don't remember the rivalry with Texas Tech, Big Big Twelve. I remember vividly. I remember driving up to Lubbock seven hours, mm-hmm. and you know we were lucky to make it out of there alive. Yes, it was. It's <laughs> it was a huge rivalry for sure. But no, you can keep going. Um, and so I went up there to Lubbock, and my dorm room had a dining hall in the lobby. And so I would study. I would be studying. I remember it was like two a.m. and they were still open, and I would just go down there and get food and then I I stopped dance team I stopped tennis I just stopped my active lifestyle and so not working out not doing that and then plus eating I you know people say freshman 15 I gained a freshman 40 like and um and I kind of kept that through college I never really worked out I had some fitness classes that I had to take for my major but I remember I took walking (laughs) (laughs) I walked on a treadmill for 30 minutes a day um, I took jogging and the, I remember the first test was to run a mile and this is embarrassing, but it was like a 19 minute mile. And the, um, I just, I have really bad knees. I should say that I did injure my knee in high school. I, in the dance team, we did the jump splits and I tore my lateral meniscus. And so, you know, went to therapy for that, but I've just always had, my knees has just always been uh, pretty bad. So I'm not a runner. Um, so that 19 minute mile, like I was the last one. They had already gone back into the rec center and I was like, I'm still, I'm here. <laughs> like, so I was the last one by, by many, many minutes. Um, but I remember I took an aerobics class and, but I never just, I never had a, you know, um, specific thing that I did. I, I just completely stopped my, like what I did in high school. And then I graduated in 2009 and I moved back home. Um, So I graduated in December. So it's really hard to get a teaching job like, Mm -hmm. you know, in the middle of the year. So I went back home and I lived at home for a little bit. And um, so I became, so I had my daughter in, I became pregnant August of 2010. And I had my daughter April of 2011, and I had really awful health issues with my pregnancy. Um, I had hyperemesis, which is a really, it's just really rare. If you know Kate Middleton, you know the Duchess. She had she had that. So I I couldn't keep anything down. I I would throw up like stomach acid. I was hospitalized for four months. 
after that I was on bed rest so afterward after I had Kami I couldn't walk for more than five minutes without being winded mm. um, and just like my bone structure because I was on bed rest so long I just couldn't and so weight I had lost 30 pounds with the pregnancy so because I was so sick so weight wasn't an issue it was I couldn't do anything because I was so just not used to moving for nine months so after that I moved down to College Station. Kami's dad was going to Teeks to be a paramedic. And so I came down here and um, I had some more health issues. I had a stroke back in 2012. It's a mini stroke. It's called a um, transient ischemic attack. And the medication that I take because of that made me gain a whole bunch of weight. A lot. And that's when I started going to AeroFit. But I'm telling you, I was a member of AeroFit for a four years but the first month that I did CrossFit I went I came more here in that first month than I did the whole four years of AeroFit wow. like I just I just don't think that I it was for me I couldn't get motivated to go I so I remember though I took a we were doing something at school and I took a selfie with one of my students and I remember just saying is that really me like and that's I think that one picture was really when I was like, okay, I need to do something. And then that's when I saw Lindsay's post and my friend had been talking about it. So um, it was kind of like a seven year. Yeah, so uh, all, all throughout that time. So for you going back to that initial, like step one of this transformation, was it setting the goal of 30 and 30? Was it the picture, the selfie mm-hmm. that maybe Step one, I had to get to a point where I noticed the problem. You know, it's kind of like yeah. for a long time you don't, you, you know, you, there might be an issue, but it's like you don't see it. Like, yeah, I mean, and, and you know, there's uh, last couple of weeks I've actually had this conversation. There's things that you know mm-hmm. that you don't know, and then there's things that you know that you know, <laughs> but then there's things that you don't know that you don't know. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times when we have maybe like in this case mm-hmm. for you, like it was probably something that. But when you saw that picture, it just yeah. opened your eyes. It, and mm-hmm. this is something, I need to get healthy. I need to, mm-hmm. and would you say that was the beginning was for you to have that desire? Cause you had a gym membership. So for four years yeah. you, and then what came next? So, um, I think it was, it was that picture that I was, I guess I just never saw that when I saw myself in the mirror. I knew that I had gained weight, um, because obviously I had to like buy bigger sizes and clothing, but I never saw myself like when I saw myself in that picture I was like is this really (laughs) what I look like and it's and I think that's when I inwardly decided okay I need to do something and not just and I just I would get so tired just with really easy things I would get winded really fast I um was just very very out of shape and but I think my biggest kind of just what I was nervous about coming into CrossFit was, well, I have zero knowledge of any of this stuff. And I still, I mean, I have a long way to go. I still sometimes, you know, the coaches will say a certain move and I'm like, can you recap that for me? <laughs> um, but yeah, it was definitely seeing that picture um, and then making a goal. And I think if I say, it's something like, um, 
having a goal for myself, but then it's something saying it out loud. And I said it to mm. a lot of people. I was like, this is what I'm doing. Keep me accountable. Um, you know, uh, if you see me eating something that I shouldn't, you know, knock it out of my hand. And being a teacher, we have snacks all the time, like in the workroom, like, and I mean, these people are so nice. They bring us snacks all the time and it's, and I'm super thankful, but a lot of the snacks are like cookies or cupcakes and um, a bunch of cheese, which I love cheese. But I was really proud, like I, when I started this journey, um, my 30 by 30, I would walk through the workroom and just walk away. I'm like, you know, just, I can't look at it. I, um, but it was just, it would be really easy to just go in there and grab whatever food and go back to my room and just eat it but um but because you had a goal you said it out loud mm -hmm. it was almost like you had a new power right yes. like a discipline that you didn't even mm -hmm. know existed within you yeah and and are you still like where are you today in that journey like you're down 27 pounds mm -hmm. what what are your challenges that you're facing right now are you still trying to continue on that journey where are yes. you like that like where would you kind of say that that's taking you to so i i definitely feel like i have a long way to go i don't really have a weight goal um anymore i really did want to lose the 30 um so i turned 30 two and a half weeks ago and since then i have lost the other three pounds so hey, i did yeah so you did uh-huh um but i think i just want to you know just learn more and kind of just be a little bit better at these workouts um it's really hard not to compare yourself to other people and i don't um because i can't look at somebody that's been doing this for a long time say well they did four rounds and i only did two like i just started this um and it's hard you know it is hard for me to not be the best at something but i'm not gonna give up like i'm gonna keep and it's been really fun in the summer because I've been able to come more often because uh, I don't I'm not at work um, so I'm just really hoping that come next week when I do go back to work that I'm able to come as much as I've been I'm kind and of you know it, um, just after doing this for a long time especially when I discovered CrossFit I had already been working out for about mm -hmm. eight years but CrossFit introduces this new we'll call it experience in the mm -hmm. gym because even before CrossFit, you go to the gym, and let's just say you're on an elliptical trainer for 25 minutes, mm -hmm. you're not looking at the person next to you, yeah. and even watching how fast their legs are moving, or how long they went, mm -hmm. or anything like that, you know, guys sometimes will wonder how much somebody bench presses, you know, but yeah. it, for the mm -hmm. most part, you're not looking at somebody using a leg extension and saying, oh, they're using so much more, mm -hmm. but in a CrossFit gym, it's kind of like what you just said, there's this you know, tendency for people to, to want to look and, mm -hmm. and compare. And you're right, you can't. I mean, that's not, if somebody's been doing it three years and you just started, it's, you're, you're just not going to develop as quickly as, mm -hmm. you know, most people aren't. And I often tell them, I mean, it's instead of having that thought process of comparison, just look at, compare yourself to you seven months yes, ago. <laughs> for sure. And <laughs> you know, I do. You like know, I, was, you, I was telling you that I couldn't even finish that 200 meter run. And then, well, today we had those 800 meter runs and, and I was able to finish that 800 without stopping. Like that is huge because mm -hmm. I'm, I'm, well, I'm not a runner, first of all, but building up that endurance has been. And how many times did you do it today? 
So we did it today. I only did it twice. But still, but still you couldn't like, do a 200. Could, yeah. <laughs> and now you did yeah. two 800s. And so what I always tell my students is in that. July, in August. In August. <laughs> in humid, hot. Yeah, everything. <laughs> yeah, I tell my students success looks different for everybody. You know, you may be excited for a 100 on a test, but this person might be excited for a 70 because they passed, you know. And so we can't measure you know, success at being at one place. It's gonna look different for a lot of different people. And that's kind of what I've been telling myself these past seven months. Okay, you weren't able to run a 200. The first time I, did, I ran a 400 by myself, I was like, Ken, I finished mm-hmm. it. Like, I was so, I was so excited. Um, and you know, it's, for some people, they're like, oh, 400, that's not a big deal. For the record, Ken loves listening to the podcast. So Ken, that was a shout out to you. <laughs> Hi, Ken. <laughs> um, so, you know, it might not be a big deal to some people, but it really it was huge. It was huge for me because I would always we run the 400, you know, as a warm up and I would stop. Always I was always, I would always stop that first time. I was so excited. I was like, I actually did that. I finished it. Um, and you know, now I did the 800. So it's I mean, it's taken a long time for me to build up that endurance. But I've done it, you know. Yeah. I haven't. And you, and you, you know, what you stated before about uh, not so much about your you want to continue to lose weight. You're like, if that happens, great. But mm-hmm. it's like, I want to get better at these workouts. And mm-hmm. I think that's the cool thing too that CrossFit does is, you know, it's it's a fine line, right? It's like not being too hard on yourself for mm-hmm. not you know being able to do X Y Z, but also wanting to be able to do X Y Z and leaving the gym motivated. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like. I remember going to my CrossFit level one Mm -hmm. in 2008 certification and I couldn't do one pull up Mm -hmm. and you know, it was embarrassing. It was, you know, I was a personal trainer at that time, had been for five years. I'd been working out. I would consider myself in shape and I couldn't do one pull up, but it, you know, there's this balance, right? So it's like, I'm not going to beat myself up and just, you know, verbally, you know, Mm -hmm. mentally, we'll call it more, uh, in my own head, you know, dig myself Mm -hmm. into the ground. It's gonna be a combination of yes, I'm I'm gonna be disappointed, but at the same time I'm gonna go do something about it. Yes. And then I got a band, worked on pull-ups for the mm-hmm. next three weeks, and then was able to do them in mm-hmm. a workout. And so it's, you know, that's the beauty of this is mm-hmm. leaving, yes, challenged, but also going and doing something about it. Yes. You know? And that's you know, I mean, just from the conversations we had and in the post, I think that's what you've done. And you're just, I mean, if anything, your journey is just beginning. Yes. You know? For sure. And that's awesome. So I love that you talked about nutrition, you know, because that's important. I think that people realize that, hey, you were, you've said three to four days a week in the gym is great, but you've changed your eating habits. What have you done? You started eating breakfast. You've Mm -hmm. been meal prepping, you know, some examples of what you're eating. Um, So I think that, you know, like one of my last questions is I ask this to every person who is on the podcast Mm -hmm. and I say, okay, we believe here at the gym that people working out are becoming better versions of themselves. And that's Mm -hmm. what the title of this podcast is, is building better people. Mm -hmm. And so for you, you know, thinking back through those seven years, right? I know you had a lot of medical challenges Mm -hmm. and you went through pregnancy and there were some, some things going on in your life during that time that probably were hard. But now being, you know, 30 pounds less than you were seven months Mm -hmm. ago, you know, being able to run, you know, multiple 800s or just give more in the gym, you know, meal prepping, meal planning. How has Crystal, through this new healthy lifestyle, become a better version of herself? 
I think I'm just more accountable for the body that the Lord gave me. You know, I do need to uh, take care of myself. And, you know, I do have a daughter, so she looks up to me for everything. So I don't want her to think, you know, it's okay to just lay on the couch and, you know, eat, like, cookies, like, all the time. Like, so she, I do feel that just becoming a better person, more healthy, is also becoming a better parent. Because she is, you know, she's picked up on that. She has picked up on, um... We're more active. We go and take walks out in our neighborhood. And she looks forward to that. She's like, Mama, can we go and walk? And uh, before, she would just be happy just, you know, staying inside and really um, not really doing anything. Has this had any effect on kind of your faith? In, or not just your faith, but your relationship with the Lord? Like this health oh, yeah. journey? How? For sure. Um, so, I... For sure think that um, I've been able to do a lot of this because I, you know, I do have a good relationship with the Lord. And what I really, really love about College Station CrossFit is that you can see, you can just sense Jesus present here in this gym. Like, I love that before the Hero Rods that we've done, we've prayed. And I just remember the first time that I came to one of the open um, competitions. Like, I wasn't competing, but I wanted to watch. And people you know we prayed beforehand and I was just crying I was like this is amazing like you can just feel you know the Lord present in a call it in a CrossFit gym and so I definitely like seeing other people's faiths intertwine with their um, gym experience or like their working out has been really uh, motivating for me to become closer to the Lord and to really appreciate you know what he's given me and um, definitely I would say that I have become closer to or stronger in my faith because of it um, and you know the, these past six months have been really hard in my personal life with Kami's dad remarrying and having another baby I've been able to have that one hour where I just forget about whatever is going on in my life um, and just work on squat cleans or pull-ups or whatever. So it's just been really good to just come into a like evident Christ-centered place and sometimes just let go of the sadness that's going on otherwise. So I would for sure say that I've, my faith has definitely become stronger. Thank you for tuning in today. Don't forget to subscribe to the Building Better People podcast where you will hear more stories of individuals being positively impacted by living a healthy lifestyle.